Okay, we're at the very bottom of Daf Yudalad of an Aleph. The Gemara says, "Bishani de Rabbi Yudanesia Habatzara." In the days of Rabbi Yudanesia, there was some type of trouble. Gazur to the center page. Gazur tomatos reitaniot veloyani. So he he uh, declared thirteen fast days, and he wasn't answered. I mean, this difficulty didn't go away. Savar lo migzar tvei. He thought maybe he should decree more fast days. Rabbi Ami says, no, 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 no. They said you can't trouble the tzibur too much. You're going to have 13 fast days. Like, if it's not working, it's not working. And they know they call it quits. He says, Rabbi Ami was doing something for his own purposes, meaning that he was having a hard time. Rashi says, Rabbi Ami just didn't want to fast anymore, so he gave the advice, oh, it's enough for the tzibur. But it's not enough for the tzibur, it's enough for you. Anyhow. So he says, no, rather we can say it like this, Rabbi Chiyah Barabba said in Rabbi Yochanan, they only talk when it comes to rain. When it comes to, to the rain, we have this limited thing, three fast days, three fast days, seven fast days. When it comes to other tzarot, you fast and continue to fast Lord. until you get response. Tanya Namiachi is a bright that says a similar thing. When you said three or seven, that was only for rain. For other types of uh, punishments or uh, troubles, okay? Fine. So Gemara says, So let's say this is a knockout uh, refutation of Rabbi Ami, right? Who said that you can't do it too much. This is clearly saying you can do it, or there's no such thing as too much. You can just keep going, but it's not rain. Amalacha Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami could respond and say no. Tanahi, because they know it's a machloket tanayim. Tanya, as we learned in the bride as follows: Ain goes in your term bishloshu jetaniyot al tzibur lefisha ain matriyachet al tzibur your term bidai different Rabbi. So Rabbi says that you're not supposed to have more than thirteen fasts because you can't be matriyach the tzibur uh, too much. Okay, so that's more in line with what Rabbi Ami was saying, right? There's a limit. No, that's not true. No, the only thing is, the reason we put a limitation um, is that the time for the rainfall has passed. Meaning, like, once you go through the whole process of waiting, and then the three for the Yechidim, and then three other ones, and another three, and then the seven, once you get through the whole process, then the rainy season's over. So there's no point in having more than that. Uh, it's a little tricky, right? Because he did say, Rabbi does say in that bright in Matrichina Tatsibu Yotir Midai. It does sound like there's a reason there. Nonetheless, so that could be the Machlokan, and that could be uh, explain Rabbi Ami's opinion. Okay. Tomorrow says as follows Shahulai bene Ninve le Rabbi. The people from a city called Ninve. Yeah, Ninve. Like my, I, I don't know if it's from my Sefer Yonah, they say Ninve. They say, he sent to Rabbi the following question. Kegon Anan, people like us, that we need rain even in the summertime. Tukufa Tammuz is, is the summertime. So, right, like Shabbat Shabbat is always in the middle of the summer. Yeah, so we need rain all the time. What should, how should we behave? I mean, what's the proper behavior for us? We have to ask for rain. So, are we like individuals? Or are we like uh, a community? <coughs> and therefore we should like you know ask for rain in Shomer Tefillah or we like a community right and we therefore we should be able to say just like you know we, you, you do in, in, the, in the rest of the world I guess you know uh, during the rainy season that's what they're asking so Shalach Lahu, he said back then, you're like Yechidim and you should say it in Shomer Tefillah so 
Kamar says, Meitave, but there seems to be a, a, a difficulty from the following. When is it, says Rabbi Yehuda, that we have a Tentelamatalabrachala only in these particular seasons? That's when the, 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 the years are as they should be, and B'nai are living on their land. But nowadays, it all depends on the years, or the place, or the time, meaning that the Tentelamatalabrachala, according to this opinion, <clears throat> Rabbi Yudah is saying that it all depends on uh, on uh, what's it called on the location basically that you are and the timing that you are it doesn't have to be specifically you know uh, only done in particular areas so Amrlay so his response is Matnita Ramita Le the Rebbe but you're raising a, a, a difficulty with Rebbe's opinion from this Brighta Rebbe Tamahu Upalik that's a good line Rebbe is a Tana and he's allowed to argue right obviously like you know when it comes to Tanaim Rebbe obviously is a Tana right? because he's Rebbe he can follow but the idea is that you can't raise a Kasha on the Tana from a Tana in the Kabinah Okay. So what's the halacha people, people need rain in a particular time. That's not the normal time. So you can say, but you can say, a request for rain, but we don't do it in Birkat Hashanim. We do it as a special request in Shemayat Tefila. Okay, moving along. He said in the Mishnah, On Mondays, he said, and during this series of fast days, we sort of like open up the shops a little bit towards nightfall, just so people can get food before they break the fast. But on Thursdays, it seems to be the whole day because of Kavu Shabbat. So Gemara says, They have the following question. How do we understand this line that Mondays you open a little bit, on Thursdays the whole day? Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, what's the question? Hey, how do you understand? On Mondays, they only open up the stores a little bit by nightfall, but on Thursdays, they open up the stores a little bit also, but the whole day. Or is it that on, on Mondays you open up a little bit, and on Wednesday, on Thursdays it's completely open, completely open? So the question is like, do you have normal behavior on Thursdays, or is it sort of like a you know a little bit of like a toned down uh, opening of the stores? So Toshma, so come in here. Titania, who's on the matim Okay, so it sounds like you're open the whole time. If you have two entrances, maybe like one in the front, one in the back, you open one and lock the other one. So at least it's a little bit of a symbolic uh, difference. Um, if there was like a platform by the uh, entrance, I guess sort of like there's a little bit of a uh, uh, buffer between like the main road and where your store is, so it doesn't exactly look like you're so wide open, then poter kedarko benachoshes, you can open up like normal, you don't have to worry, because at least there's like some little semblance of things, something being different, that's, uh, that's good enough. Okay, that's it. The mission then said, avru elu velona anu mimati v'masav matan b'beinu b'nitina, that if, uh, all these fast days pass and they weren't respond, they weren't, res- didn't get response, so we reduced business practices and building and planting. So tana binyan, uh, when it comes to uh, binyan, Binyan shel simcha. It's only building of a simcha. Netia netia shel simcha. Planting is a planting of simcha. Ezo binyan shel simcha. So what's a building of simcha? Zehabon that beit chatznut lebno. It's building like a like a wedding uh, house for a son. Not like a literally a house. I think it means like where you like stay during the shavuot bracha or something like that. Ezo hu netia shel simcha. What's netia shel simcha? Zehanotia avvarankini avvaranki shel malachim. Some sort of like a special like. A, Garden of Kings. So it's like a special type of planting. We're not talking about regular planting. It's all special planting. 
Okay, furthermore, b'sheila shalom. We don't greet people on these fast days. Some of the rabbanon chaverim ain't sheila shalom b'nehem. When it comes to chaverim, it doesn't mean friends here. Chaverim means people who are meticulous about the halachic observance, so they don't have any sheila shalom. They don't, they don't greet people. Maybe they do properly. Ameharetz. When it comes to ameharetz, who are less knowledgeable, shesholim they might greet you. So you're supposed to do if someone greets you. But it's a good question, like on Tisha B'av, right? You're not supposed to really greet people. Or someone's not really supposed to be greeting people. But what happens when someone doesn't know the rules and they start doing it? She responds to them with like a light, uh, like a, a soft um, language, and with cover uh, roshi, like seriousness, like more solemn. Okay, so you do that. And so they uh, they wrap themselves up and they sit like um, like uh, mourners and like minudim. Minudim are people who are put into cherem, like people who have been scorned by Hashem. Until Hashem has mercy on them. Okay. Amr Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar says, "Ein adam chashuv rashaidli pola panav elam kein naaneki Yeshua binun." So Rabbi Elazar says, a person uh, who is an adam chashuv is not allowed to fall on his face. I guess as a, a sort of a, as a form of like a beseeching Hashem, they'd be sort of embarrassing to do that in front of everybody. You can only do that if you're positive you're going to be answered, like Yoshua binun. Shneimar says, "Ve'yomar Hashem Yoshua kum lecha." It says, Hashem said, Yoshua, get up, why are you falling on your face? Um, so I guess the idea is that he, maybe he also wasn't so, uh, wasn't so sure about it. Uh, you can't wear sackcloth if you're an, uh, an important person, unless again you're going to be answered like Yehoram, the son of Achav. So here, in that case, he hears these terrible words and he tears his clothes and he's uh, passing by and he sees the people and he's wearing sackcloth. But that's only in that particular circumstance. Somebody like that, where he's really so sure he's going to be answered, but uh, in a normal circumstance, you're not supposed to, you know, demean yourself in that way. Not everyone can be involved in tearing their clothes, and not everyone can fall on their face. Moshe and Aaron, they fell on their face as a response to some of these things. Yeshua and Kalev, they tore their clothes right by the Meraglim. Moshe and Aaron, they fell on their face. Yeshua and Kalev, they tore their clothes. Okay, so yeah, fair. Kavar says, Mativ la Rabbi Zeira, Rabbi Zeira asked Akasha from logic, Mativ la Rabbi Zeira, Rabbi Shmuel Panachmeni, what did he say? Ihavaktiv Yehoshua, if they just said the word Yehoshua, Kidakamra, it'd be just like you said, it would have been possible. The Hasha did leave the Yehoshua, it says, right, the Yehoshua Ben Nuvikala Ben Yufanah, and Ha Veha Alvid, it's possible he did both things. Maybe he, uh, he tore his clothes in addition to falling on his face. You don't know for sure they didn't do that. So, nonetheless. Okay, one more, a couple more lines. Not everyone, he says, can. Um, it says here in the Yemota Mashiach, it won't be like that. Everyone will like rise up to worship Hashem, and not everyone will uh, bow down to Hashem. Kings will worship Hashem sort of by, you know, by rising up, by standing up. And uh, Sarim, the ministers, will do it by bowing. Here's a key word. Okay, the kings will 
rise up. I'll read the, I'll read the whole pasuk. It says, Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, His Holy One, to he who is despised of men, to he who is abhorred of nations, to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise. That's the key point there. Okay? And then it says, Sarim um, Sarim Okay, the, uh, the servants, and they will bow down. Okay? We'll stop there, and by the tomorrow, we will finish the first parak of Masafa Tani. Very exciting. Very exciting.